What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Miranda Hummel on today's episode. You guys, bear with us a little bit on internet section. I think we're good, but she's actually in a hotel right now with her family, which is just like, I'm so thankful that she's even here because that's just amazing that she took time out of um, her fun weekend to be here with us. But Miranda, I'm just going to toss it at you and start wherever you'd like. Okay. So I think I'll just start first by just um, telling you a little bit about myself. Um, So I am pretty young. I'm only 25 years old. And my husband is 26. He's almost 27. So our story is a little bit different just because we are so young. Um, I got married when I was 18. And my husband joined the military right out of um, high school. So that's why we got married so early. And yeah, the military, it's just like a little bit of a different lifestyle um, altogether. So uh, we have two two kiddos at home. Um, My son Hudson, he's four, he's almost five. And then my daughter Reese is two. So yeah, my first two pregnancies went like perfect. There wasn't any issues. Um, Yeah, we actually weren't even even trying to get pregnant those first two times. they were, a, they were a surprise, but they weren't um, unwanted by any means. We, uh, with my son, we actually found out I was pregnant right before my husband deployed. So that was, was kind of hard. My husband was in Singapore when our son was born. But um, yeah, so first two pregnancies were just completely normal. And um, my husband and I had just recently started talking about trying for a third baby. Um, My daughter, she turned three in September. And so we were just thinking, you know, when September comes around, if everything's good, maybe we'll um, start trying. Well, I found out that I was pregnant in August. So again, we weren't trying, but um, it definitely wasn't unwanted or or anything. You know, we, we were very excited and To me, in my mind, I thought, you know, we were thinking about trying in a couple months, so this was meant to be. Like, I just thought this pregnancy is meant to be. Um, And since I never had any issues prior, I, I I didn't even like a miscarriage didn't even cross didn't even cross my mind because I I got pregnant three times, you know, without even trying. So it just seemed like something. I didn't have to worry about, like, I was one of the, the lucky few. So, okay, we'll go back to, let's see, back in August. Um, and I was a few days late on my period, but I really didn't think I could be pregnant. But I'm, I'm crazy about taking pregnancy tests as well. So even, <laughs> even sometimes I'm crazy, and even if I haven't missed my period and we're not trying, I still take tests. But um, Anyways, so I went and got tests, and 
it was the weirdest thing before I was even done peeing on the test, like right as the, um, I guess the pee is going through, you can see it going through the test. It showed positive right away. So it hadn't even filled the whole, um, the whole test yet. I was like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy. Um, and after I let it sit the three minutes, this was one weird thing that happened that didn't happen with either of my first two pregnancies was that, so there's the control line and then the line that shows up if you're pregnant and the line that shows up when you're pregnant, it was almost like a double line and the control line was pretty much gone. So the pregnancy line was so dark that it actually pulled um, dye from the control line. It was the weirdest thing and I, I thought it was just a bad test. And so I took the other test that was in the package and the same thing happened. I was like, okay, this is really weird. I've never had a, I mean, obviously I'm pregnant, but I've never had a pregnancy test um, look like this. And so I went to the store and I bought a pregnancy test in like every single brand, the pink dye, the blue dye, um, everything. And even the blue dye where it's like a, an X, it did the same thing. Um, yeah, I have, I have pictures, like if anybody's curious to see them because my doctor was kind of surprised too. But um, yeah, so that was the first kind of, well, this is weird. And I thought, okay, my HCG must be like through the roof high. Maybe I'm having twins or um, I don't know. I just, I, I was thinking, I didn't really know. Um, but they had me come in for blood work before I could schedule an ultrasound. And um, I would have been, let's see four and a half weeks, I want to say, four and a half weeks when I got my blood work done. And my HCG was like 26,000. Um, and they said that was great. Like they didn't seem concerned. And they didn't have me come in for a repeat um, in the 24 or 48 hours just because, you know, I've had two healthy pregnancies. Nothing's ever gone wrong. Um, yeah, but now looking back, I really, really wish that they would have tracked it. Um, I mean, no one, no one knows what's going to happen, but um, I was, I'm curious if it would have been just through the roof high or, um, or yeah, I just, yeah, that's, it's just crazy. But so one other thing I want to kind of um, include in my story is this, um, this friend that I have here in my small town, we actually weren't friends uh, even a few months ago, but um, for whatever reason, we just we just started talking almost every day. And I don't. This was before I found out I was pregnant. Um, we just started talking every single day to the point where, when I saw that pregnancy test was positive, she was one of the very first people um, that I told. And turns out that she was pregnant too. And our due dates were only two days apart, so we were we pretty much had the same due date and it was really cool to be able to just kind of talk to her, you know, with all the pregnancy symptoms and just all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. And so we were coming, Oh, I'll, I'll do my first ultrasound. So my first ultrasound, I was 
six weeks and three days and um, they did a internal ultrasound. I didn't see my doctor that day. It was just um, once my HCG levels were above 12,000, which they were right away, um, they scheduled an ultrasound. And my husband came with, my sister came with, and uh, everything was perfect. Yeah, everything, it, it looked really good. There was a heartbeat, it was a strong heartbeat. The heartbeat was 122, which they said was great for how far along I was. Yeah, it was just pretty routine. And I felt, this is a kind of weird too, is I felt super uh, happy and excited and relieved to see that heartbeat. But I felt a little bit different than I did with my, um, my son and daughter. And I'm not really sure why, but I remember <laughs> getting in the vehicle and I was kind of teary eyed. And I, I looked at my husband and I'm like, I'm just worried something's going to happen. And um, he's like, well, what do you mean? We just saw the heartbeat. Everything's great. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just can't knock this feeling. So that was kind of weird too. Um, yeah. And then the only other pregnancy symptom that I wanted to talk about that was different that I had with my previous two was that I had this really heavy feeling in my chest, like in my heart. It felt like somebody was squeezing my heart all the time. Um, it had me completely freaked out to the point where I even went and saw a cardiologist. So, um, yeah, and everything checked out fine there. There was limited tests they could do because I was pregnant, but um, I was reassured that everything was good. So I just wanted to mention that though, because I did just have this weird, um, just this weird feeling in my heart. And with my other two pregnancies, I did have like um, heart palpitations or it felt like my heart was fluttering and stuff, but this was different. So, so yeah, just wanted to mention that. Um, I had a routine checkup on, let's see, what day was it? September 14th, I believe. So I would have been 10 and a half weeks along. And my husband didn't come with to this appointment because I just thought it was a normal um, checkup. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we have another sponsor for today's episode. Today's sponsor is Prove, which I'm so excited about. Prove is the first at-home progesterone test that gives results in just five minutes. Progesterone is so important to conception and pregnancy. Without it or enough of it, successful conception and pregnancy just isn't possible. Prove was invented by PhD scientist Amy Beckley after she went through infertility herself. She had multiple losses, seven in total, before realizing that low progesterone was her issue. With the help of a simple supplement, she conceived and carried her daughter for nine months. This daughter is now thriving and six years old. Prue's mission is to help other women get more information earlier on in their fertility journeys so they don't have to suffer month after month of disappointing pregnancy test results or loss after loss with no answers. So thank you so much, Prue, for sponsoring this episode. You guys, visit provetest.com and use my special promo code LAM20, L-A-M-2 zero for 20% off your order. And I'll go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting our sponsors. It helps me continue to provide this platform for free for us all. Now let's get back into today's episode. I didn't even think I got another ultrasound. So that was a little bit 
um, of a surprise when I got in the room and there's an ultrasound machine, but of course I was super excited. And the weird thing is, is my mom insisted to come with to this appointment. I, I told her, I'm like, I'm fine, you know, I can go, but she said, I'll, I'll come with you. So I did have my mom there, which thank goodness for that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I got in and everything, you know, they were super excited to let my doctor was like, all right, you know, let's see the baby. And my daughter was actually with, and she was so excited. She was looking at the screen to see the baby and, um, oh gosh, it almost makes me emotional. Just like going back to that, to that moment. But, um, right when she started the ultrasound, <laughs> I just knew, you know, I've, I've been here two times before. And I just, I just knew something wasn't right. So I should have been almost 11 a weeks and gosh, I'm like, even now chugged up. I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> um, but yeah, so right when she started the, the ultrasound, I could just, um, I just, I just knew, uh, with my other two pregnancies, um, I actually, I did have ultrasounds at this point. So I don't know why I was, was surprised when the ultrasound machine was out, but, um, you could see them kicking around and everything, and um, uh, you could see the baby, but um, the baby was just kind of curled up, and, and I thought that was weird, and, and right away, I was like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? And she goes, yeah, yep, yep, I'm just looking around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just had this feeling in my stomach, and then and then she goes, oh, I'm just kind of looking for a heartbeat. And I just, I felt my stomach drop like I've never felt it um, before. And my face got hot. My chest got hot. Um, I was like, okay, okay, you know. And, and then she, she looks at me and she said, you know, sweetheart, I'm, um, I'm sorry, but, but there's no, I can't find a heartbeat. And it was just this, like, out of out of body experience almost I just sat there and tears just started coming and I didn't I I didn't even um I didn't even know I didn't even know what to do um I remember she said do you want me to give you a few minutes so she walked out of the room and um thank god my mom was there because I I was a mess um I was a complete mess. So it was actually considered a missed miscarriage just because I didn't have any symptoms of miscarrying, which I didn't know that a uh, missed miscarriage was even, even a thing. I thought I'm not cramping. I'm not bleeding. Um, don't have any other weird symptoms that would make me believe I'm having a miscarriage. So I had no idea been a miss miscarriage was a thing especially after seeing seeing a heartbeat you know I thought once you see a heartbeat everything is everything is good um so uh she gave us a few minutes and she came back in the room and then she said you know let, let's talk about what what we're gonna do and it is <laughs> so hard to go through something like that um and try to process all of that and then and then make a decision on top of that so um she gave me my three options to wait and kind of well i'll backtrack a little bit um 
the baby was measuring um, nine weeks. So about a week and a half behind. Um, and so my options were to wait, you know, and see if my body does anything naturally. Um, the other option were uh, pills to kind of help speed it along or um, a DNC. And I, I uh, couldn't even think to make a decision. Um, you know, after she, my doctor was pushing for a DNC just because of how far along I am or was. And um, I, re I really do trust my doctor and her opinion. And so I told her that, you know, that's kind of what I was leaning towards, but that I, I wanted to have one more ultrasound before I, uh, I made any decisions. And it wasn't because I, I thought I would see a heartbeat, but, you know, before going through a procedure like that, um, I, I personally just had to see it, see it again. So um, I'm going to bring my, my friend back into the story a little bit just because I just think this is too weird not to mention. So like I had previously said, you know, we were, we were there for each other, talking about all our pregnancy symptoms. Um, and my appointment that I had when I found out there wasn't a heartbeat anymore was on a Wednesday. And so um, going back a little bit to Tuesday, she had, she had her appointment. And, um, you know, I was thinking of her, praying for her, for her, you know, we were just kind of talking. I told her to let me know how the appointment goes. And um, on Tuesday, she found out there wasn't a heartbeat. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I couldn't even imagine. And um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I almost felt guilty for being pregnant still because we were going through it together and we were so excited. Um, but then come to find out the next day on Wednesday, the, the same thing happened to me. Um, and I just think that is so crazy that we both had a missed miscarriage. Um, and I, I truly believe that God or, or whatever you choose to believe brought us together because, um, yeah, it was such a weird thing because it broke my heart into a million pieces. She had to go through same thing I was going through um but then I was also very grateful uh to have her to be able to talk to so we were went from talking about our pregnancy to talking about our miscarriage together um so that was that was really cool to to have her through this um so I'll try to keep going along here with the story so we found that out, and then the next, well, let's see, on Wednesday. So I was home Thursday, Friday. Friday morning, I went in for another ultrasound, and of course, there, there was no, no change. Um, and they were actually able to get me in for a DNC, uh, I think it was at noon on Friday. And um, my husband and I chose that route just because 
my body wasn't doing anything on its own. Um, and I just felt like for me personally, a controlled environment where, um, uh, I don't know how to word it, just a controlled envi medical environment with my doctor. I do have like a little bit of anxiety. And so I was kind of scared to be at home and start bleeding or, um, you know, if something went wrong at home. So that was the, the option we chose. And I was kind of surprised that, um, and I was never told about this. So I kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about it, but um, we were given the option to um, keep the remains ourselves or the church or the church that I go to, the hospital that I go to is a Christian church. And so they have, uh, actually I believe it's Catholic. So they have sisters that um, take the remains and do a, they pray over them and they have a little burial. So those were our two options. Um, and I was kind of surprised to, to choose between those two. I didn't think um, I would get to keep the remains myself. Um, but uh, there was a level of comfort that I felt with that just because before the procedure, I, I, I felt so sad, like, you know, what's going to happen, happen to my, to my baby. Um, so the procedure, everything went very, very well. I was very lucky not to have any um, complications. They put me under um, just like a general anesthesia, um, which I was very, very nervous about. That's like one of my biggest fears is to be put under, but everything went smoothly there. Um, the procedure took about 45 minutes. And when I woke up, the only thing that hurt was my throat <laughs> from the breathing tube. Um, I was maybe a little crampy, but I was completely shocked at how good I felt. Um, so I was very, very blessed to that everything went smoothly. Um, and then afterwards we had to have a funeral home come and pick up, um, the remains and we are currently building a house right now so we decided to do a little burial at at our home and um, we planted a tree and it was just uh, it, it was a good closure for me um, my my son who is is four he asked if he could say a prayer when we did the little, the little burial. And, um, it was just, it was the sweetest thing ever. I can't remember it word for word, but, um, the fact that he asked to do a prayer was really sweet. And he just kind of said, um, I'm sorry, baby, that you can't you know, be here with us, but you're up in heaven with our Nana and we'll see you again one day. It just, it brought me to tears. It was all on his own. And it was, it was the sweetest thing, the sweetest thing. Um, yeah. So, so that is kind of a quick version of, um, 
my my story, I guess. Uh, it it's so crazy that so many people go through miscarriage and nobody talks about it. So that is one thing that I wanted to make sure I did was share my story, um, just so people don't feel alone. Because I remember I was even talking to a family member after this happened. And uh, I said, geez, I don't know why people don't talk about this. And she made a comment that, um, well, you know, it would make it look like you're trying to feel sorry for yourself or things along those lines. And that just really upset me because that is the last thing that was even going through my mind was, oh, I want sympathy. So it just, it, it really makes me sad that um, mm-hmm. people have to go through this alone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? One piece of advice. Oh gosh. <laughs> Honestly, it would be to speak out about what, what you've gone through because from doing that, um, so I did, I, I made a Facebook post the weekend that we were going to announce our pregnancy and I had gone back and forth about doing it. But since I did that, I probably had 20 people of my close family and friends reach out to me and not only were they so supportive and checked in on me, but they had gone through very similar situations. And I would have never guessed that, that they had gone through that. Um, and so I just think it's so important to talk about it because there's so much support that, that we're willing to give each other. And, and there's a level for, I know everybody's different, but there's a level of um, closure and comfort and feeling that you could help somebody else by sharing your story. It, it adds a little bit of silver lining through the whole crappy situation. <laughs> so I, I definitely think that just, just to reach out and um, to share your story and, and not be afraid, afraid of that. Yeah, I totally agree. We had a girl on one of the episodes. I can't remember who it was, but she said, if we don't talk about it, it gets lost. And that's like so true. And it's important that these sort of things don't get lost because that's what makes everybody feel so alone during it. Um, So I appreciate you so much. And are you hiding away in the bathroom right now? Or what are you, how are you doing this? I am. I have like three pillows in the corner of the bathroom and I have some crappy hotel coffee next to me, (laughs) but it's working. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. If somebody wants to reach out, is Instagram the best way? Yes, I definitely. Yep. Yep. Instagram would be um, perfect. Yes. Okay. And I will, I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Miranda. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. We'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.